Hello, everybody. Welcome to the To The Expression Pass here on Boss Mission Network. I'm your host, the Enlightened Insider, ADV. Joining me is the one, the only boss with herself, Mr. Corey Derrick. Hello, oh. good sir. Hello. And we got the talented TikToker herself, Mr. Courtney Woods. Hello. Hi. 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 <laughs> We're all uh, here. Yes, we, are. we all are here. Uh, who's happy? Yes. Oh, never I mind. Am. We're not. Never mind. Let's just say we are getting ready for our game of the year. Not discussion. We're still trying to figure out, like, personally, what we all are getting ready to put on this because it is November and. We only got one more month, so you know there might be any direct, there might be a reveal at the Game Awards, um, there might be a, a secret game that Nintendo hasn't revealed yet that we just don't know that may be coming out at the end of the year. Um, so just to let everybody know, we'll be getting in that that discussion in the future. But before we continue on, Corey, we have some Patreons to shout out, so oh, let's shout them out. You're right. Uh yeah, we do have <laughs> we do have patrons to shout out. Uh remember if you want to support this show, you can head over to Patreon, patreon.com slash boss rush network, where you can support Nintendo Power Block as well as our other shows here. Uh one dollar gets you early access to five shows. The five dollar tier grants you early access plus a Patreon producer tier. What does that mean? It means we get to shout your name out on this segment right here, right now. So without further ado, our Patreon producers for this episode are Adriel Munger, Austin Campbell, Celeste Roberts, Christian Skipper, Francisco Santillan, and Rebecca Jewell. I want to thank all of our Patreon producers. I want to thank all of our patrons, and I want to thank all of our free listeners. Remember, all of our content remains free. We just... Uh, reward you with a few perks if you support us if you are a free listener remember to leave us a five-star rating and review on apple Podcasts or spotify if you're watching on youtube remember to like the video subscribe to the channel hit the bell leave a comment tell your friends you know post it on your myspace page i don't care <laughs> myspace <Wow>. man <laughs> myspace man i tried I to look for my one. myspace profile the other day it's just because and I couldn't find it, so it must have been deactivated. To be fair, it's been like uh, I don't know, almost twenty years, but it's fine. I think when I started social media, it was Facebook, and that was when I was at JCPenney Outlet hmm. in uh, Kearney, Illinois. And I remember, you know, half of the people who worked with me were on Facebook, and so we were just all talking. Of course, like I said, everybody knew the story. Met Corey uh, through Facebook. Yeah, that was unfortunate. Uh, hey! It's not nice. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You're my best friend right he's now just, on this he's call. He's just mad that you're not his neighbor. Won't you be my neighbor? I, I asked Corey what if I ever had... What if I ever had... What if I ever did move to Ohio? I told uh, you... Sleepovers every night? I could see it. Matching pajamas, popcorn, watching football or baseball games, or hmm. playing Zelda or something, Smash Bros. But matching pajamas, definitely see it. Great. 
Can't wait. So fun. <laughs> oh, but yeah. Uh, I'm just kidding, Ed. Uh, there's plenty of places two, three, four, five hours from here. <laughs> <I'm> just, <laughs> oh wow! I'm just kidding. There's places all over the place. Why not? Well, uh, so I I was talking to uh, Eric, uh, Corey, and Courtney. Uh, I seen this post, like this discussion on Twitter, uh, from one uh some somebody that I'm following, and they made the statement saying that you know Sony offers experiences while Microsoft and Nintendo offer games, and. We created a, a good discussion among people who were replying to this person, and it kind of got me thinking about Nintendo themselves. Do they offer experiences? Do they offer games? And do the statement that the person made with Sony just offering like more just the more than games, but experiences, like is that a good thing or a bad thing? You know, because experiences is you know, in the game can happen on any platform. PC, DS, heck, it could have happen on the Tiger handheld back in the day. You know, it's wherever you game at, it's always going to be experienced. Um, but I think, I wonder if that a good thing or a bad thing because experiences could always vary. And I think we... I think as gamers, we want to have, we do have experience, we want, we wanted to make it memorable. They're just having other experience and stuff. Yeah. Sure. So, I mean, oh, go ahead, go ahead. I, I mean, I guess it just depends on what you consider an experience versus a game, you know, because like Nintendo offers like, I don't know, Nintendo switch sports and, uh, you know, we fit and uh, what's this one with the ring ring fit adventure. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, those are technically experiences. They're not, I mean, they're games. Sure. But they're definitely experiences. Right. Um, especially during the Wii era. Um, what's what, I mean, no offense to PlayStation, but what is their quote unquote experience that, you know, uh, 40% of your player base is still playing the PS4 version of Destiny on your PS5 because nobody knows how to download it correctly. Uh, that's an experience. By the way, true fact, just recorded Tower Casuals, and we talked about that. So um, Bungie has to go out of their way to try to figure out how to make it easier for people to recognize the difference between the PlayStation 4 and the PlayStation 5 versions of Destiny 2 because PlayStation mm-hmm. doesn't do that for you like Xbox does. Um, not that I'm defending Xbox or anything because they don't really offer either at this point. Uh, but, you know. Yeah, I feel like they used to, like, back in early 2010-ish. But nowadays, no. They, I feel like everyone's pretty much all the same. Oh, you're going to post this? Well, we're going to do the same thing. You're going to do this? We'll give us two weeks. We'll do the same thing. Like, it's all mediocre. No one's added pizzazz to anything. Mm. You know? Well, I, I, I think, that, like, with Nintendo offering games, um, 
I think that those games are always continually being talked about in this in this oh, for sure. era in this era because I think for someone who's uh like me who experienced games across all platforms and everything, I think when it comes to Nintendo, I I get more memorable experiences. I get I get those games that I and people could People see me on social media, act a fool. How I, I talk about Paper Mario, the Origami King. How I'll talk about Gree. Or how I'll talk about, you know, Yoshi's Crafted World. Uh, Kirby's Epic Yarn. You know, like, the key platforms. But then I'm seeing everybody talk about Fire Emblem. And I'm just like, man, Fire Emblem Three Houses. Everybody's talking about a series that used to get ignored until, like, Awakening happened. You know, it was a very niche game and everything. And it's just like, I think Nintendo offers memorable experiences with their games. For sure. You know, you know and I, I kind of feel like when like if, if people feel like Sony is offering experiences, I'm like, are they memorable? Because you can't, to me personally, and this is just a me thing, this is my opinion about it, you just can't offer experiences and then if I go into GameStop, all of those experiences are in the used bin. Like, if you got 20 copies or more of the same game in the used bin, that's not an experience or anything. Mm-hmm. That's more of a game. Because if, if you're going to say that it offers experience, you're going to keep that game. You know, yeah. we, we know that if, we, if you get rid of a Nintendo game, Good luck trying to get it back. <laughs> yeah, because it's not going to be in that bin. That is for sure. Right. <laughs> you know, and I, and I just feel like, and this is, I, I don't want to dig against Microsoft. I don't want to dig against Sony or anything. But I, I feel like with Nintendo, they just offer more than that experience. You know, we're, we're seeing how, I, I, I guess, Getting an experience, then just getting. Uh oh. And the game. Uh oh. Oh no. I'm here. You really need to get this fixed, dude. This is like. (laughs) I know. I'm sorry. I'm working on it. I'm trying to save up and get the thing that that I need so you can do Zencaster. Okay. But um, as I was saying, um, I I think when Nintendo, if people feel like Nintendo just offer games, you get so much out of it because I still feel like you get a lot of cosplay from games. You still get a lot of uh, uh, compositions, like covers and stuff that people are doing and everything with 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 a rock cover or a band cover. Or like they'll take uh, some kind of song and you know make it into the jazz thing. Like I think so many people take so much out of so much out of Nintendo games and do stuff with them that it becomes more than just a game. And I don't see the same thing happening with Sony games or Microsoft games. And I'm not, mm-hmm. not like I said, I'm not trying to knock them, but I think you just sometimes when it comes to Nintendo, you get more out of it. I mean, I think I get that. I think people do a lot with other systems too. I think it just depends on which ecosystem you're dedicated to, or 
mm-hmm. which fan base you enjoy the most or, you know, something like that. Um, because, I mean, PlayStation arguably has a very similar fan base in terms of fandom and defensiveness as Nintendo, I would argue. Um, you know, just because they've they've been around long enough now that they have that nostalgia and that love and all that you know i i just yes i think i think sometimes i man i don't know i i don't i just don't like how they're kind of using these words it's they're like at the end of the day everything's it's all video games right we're all here to have fun and it just depends on what you want to play to have fun you know yes yeah so <clears throat> I I don't know. That's just my, that's my take on it. I don't think I I don't think Sony necessarily. I mean, unless you want to call VR an experience, also, right? But um, again, that's like a preference thing, I guess. Well, I I kind of wonder is is the presentation the experience when it comes to Sony games like because of a lot of cutscenes. You mean like a cinematic and... experience? I mean, that's definitely yeah. something. Something that Nintendo doesn't have, well, for sure. Especially with 4K and all the other ambiances that they have. Yeah, I mean, I would. I mean, I would argue like, I would argue that Nintendo doesn't have anything remotely as cinematic as something that that uh, PlayStation offers, but also like. Sony doesn't really have their Mario or Breath of the Wild, right? I mean, it's just mm-hmm. it's if you're talking about experience, it's a different experience, right? You're going to Sony for like a story-driven cinematic experience. You're going to Xbox for you know, the best online experience. You're going to Nintendo for your nostalgia and your gameplay-based games like Mario and Zelda, right? And I think that's why most of us own at least two, if not all three consoles, or, you know, we play a lot of games and some, a lot of people play games on PC also, right? Like, it's just like, mm-hmm. you want different experiences. And sometimes like I spend a lot of time on my switch, but I also play a lot of destiny. So like you don't get that destiny experience on Nintendo switch, right? I get it. On, I play it on Xbox because they have the best online experience in my opinion. Yeah. I play I if I want a mature story driven game most of the time we're going to go to PlayStation because that's what they specialize in. If I want something to get lost in and immersed in and like is fun and something I don't really have to like pay attention is the wrong word but like pay really like put a lot of emotional effort into Nintendo's usually the mm-hmm. company I go to. Right. I mean, there's some exception to that, right? Like Zelda is a big emotional investment for me, you know, uh, especially yeah. with breath of the wild kind of changing the way they've, they're doing things uh, with Zelda. Um, Metroid dread was another really kind of cool emotional experience in a different way, but they're not doing the same. You, I mean, you cannot compare, something like God of War or Horizon 2, anything that Nintendo does, right? Because they're just so different. Mm-hmm. Whether you prefer one or the other, that's that's a different story completely. But, you know, they're just, they're not comparable, really, 
except for the fact that you use a controller to play the games, right? I mean, right. So I think, uh, uh, Courtney, I I think like because we talked about Life is Strange too, yeah. Everything and um, we what we was and and people will see that uh that talked about um coming coming soon um but we all experienced that game in a different way you know and the way that we experienced talk the walk i mean talk the walk <laughs> the way we experienced like the shades too is by our choices that we made you For know sure. and i think that kind of experience of course nintendo doesn't have anything like that or or, or stuff but i think when you start playing games with more choices and or you know if you want to see what if you make this bad choice what did it lead lead up into i think you get a whole different experience and sometimes the experience could change depending on if you want to replay the game and make different choices yeah or yeah. some of them just give you the option to automatically make those choices you just mm-hmm. gotta find the right games yeah. yeah, you know, um, and I I think Nintendo is just, I think they don't worry about experiences or worry about being being a gay. I think they just like we want you guys just to have, uh, you know, right, and have like the real life experience instead. Yeah. Right, because because back in the day, a lot of experiences for gamers was like the midnight release of a game yeah you I mean, know? that's something that's something that i kind of miss you know i mean like i remember when halo 3 or gears of war or you know gears 2 or modern warfare like all those big huge midnight launches were like really special mm-hmm. especially halo 3 man halo 3's midnight launch is something i will never forget you know, like the Call of Duty one, whatever, it was fine. I, I went with some friends because they were all getting it, and I, I – sorry, I like to play games with my friends, so I got Call of Duty. Uh, but, like, Halo 3, man, that was an experience of, like – there were literally hundreds of people in this parking lot waiting for Halo 3 to come out, hundreds yeah. of people. And, like, we were all, like, exchanging, like, gamer tags and, like – you know, talking about, you know, just everything and which additions we were getting. And I mean, I still have my Halo. I still have my Master Chief helmet. It's sitting on a shelf over there. It's just like <laughs> there's something incredible about that midnight launch that nobody really gets anymore because of digital releases or the games people are excited for are free to play or digital only or you know, they'll release a physical version with some sort of skin in it, right? Like, it's it's mm-hmm. not, it's just not the same, you know? And, I mean, nobody's going to go to a midnight launch for a Nintendo game. I mean, maybe Breath of the Wild, or Tears of the Kingdom, right? Like, maybe that might get some draw for a midnight release, but, like, most people are probably going to buy it digitally, and the people that get it physically, like, I ordered mine on Amazon, and it'll be here, and, like... <laughs> It'll be in my mailbox when I get home from work that day, you know. So, I mean, which people, which people still, you know, pre-order games. I still pre-order games. Um, you know, everybody here about my Best Buy adventures that you know I go in, and 
it saves me the time looking for it or or getting an associate to open it. You know, I could walk in, show my information, get my game, and then grab my snacks and be like, okay, I can play this game, do the updates and whatever and stuff. Um, I, I know snacks. for me, <laughs> I know for me, my, you know, working at Toys R Us, I've never did a midnight release. So that was literally oh, my Toys R Us didn't do midnight releases, did they? Yeah, for a while they did it, but like Call of Duty changed that. Um, I think Modern Warfare 3 changed it. Um, because they that's when we started doing it for that game. Um and then Star Wars when before the movie came out, when the toys were coming out, we were we were get at we would get to work at like nine and everything, plan what we're doing and stuff, and literally for two hours get everything set up for the release and everything. Um and it was just so exciting because I'm like yeah it's these managers and your other teammates and everybody running back and forth and it's you just want to have everything ready so your the rush is having stuff ready to go for people to come in and now it depends on how many people are going to hit the store and or not because the minute I release sometimes could only be like eight people and that's yeah. it for the rest of the night you know, or it could yeah. be twenty plus some people and stuff. Uh, you know, everything. Like I, I, I definitely remember, even though this is not a midnight release, when the switch came out. Mm-hmm. I took off work and... that day to go stay in line. I mean, I pre-ordered it, but like I still went. You know, because you know, mm-hmm. you know, GameStop. They'll tell you that it's there, and then you get there, and it's like. Well, I don't know what you're talking about. Blah, blah. Sorry. What's a Nintendo? <laughs> blah. Yeah. Yeah. I. I was there uh, for the release. It was not fun. <laughs> I had to work I, that shift. I had to work it. Yeah. When it came yeah. out, I had to work it and get the games and everything. And it was kind of exciting because it's just like, I I know about the Switch. I'm on a podcast. Like, Nintendo Power Block, like me and Corey talking about it, and then to get the actual product and have to sell it and everything, and just see how gamers react and everything and their experience within the stuff. Because a lot of people just like they were, a lot of people were having the hope that the Switch was going to fail because it didn't have the games that people wanted. But that kind of changed that first week that the system came out. Because when you know people the reviews for Breath of the Wild, yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, I don't, I think it changed. I think it took a longer than a week to change. I think it probably took like six months. But like, you know, I mean, once, I mean, Nintendo did the thing, the smart thing of like, they had a new first party release like every six weeks, you know, and they filled Mm -hmm. the gaps between new new experiences with ports with third-party partnerships right like you look at the major third-party partnerships you look at uh mario plus rabbits kingdom battle with ubisoft you look at fire Emblem Warriors with uh koei tecmo you look at street fighter 2 the that uh final challengers with capcom like you know i mean 
they're not like top tier triple A whatever, but like they're they were Nintendo was really positioning those games as like this is the featured game this month. Go buy it, you know, and and yes, they did a really good job that first year of making sure they had something for everyone, right? I mean, they delayed Mario Odyssey also. They moved it off of the Wii U to put it on the Switch so they would have a big Mario game to sell that that holiday and it worked, you know. Um mm-hmm. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, right? It had all the DLC. They put a battle mode in it that did wonders. Splatoon 2, like I know a lot of people just think it was more Splatoon 1, which I was one of those included, but Nobody had a Wii U, so how are they going to know the difference, you know? So, uh, yeah. new IP with ARMS, uh, sequel to Xenoblade Chronicles, which when Xenoblade Chronicles 1 came out, we never thought we were going to get a sequel, let alone, you know, three of them and an awesome spinoff and a, you know what I mean? Like, it, it just, mm-hmm. Nintendo was very smart with the Switch, mm-hmm. and... um. I think the experience with the Switch alone is it's the it's they Nintendo did what they were good at, right? Everybody loves a Nintendo handheld console. It's a console you can plug into your TV. You know, it's it has two controllers right off the bat. You know, I mean whether you use the Joy-Cons or not, that's you know, what you use is what you use. But like in the box it comes with two controllers, which companies weren't doing at the time. They put out smart experiences like Snipper Clips and Mario Kart that utilize those two Joy-Cons very well. ARMS. Um, even 1-2 Switch to an extent, which I know people don't like that game. I also don't like that game. But, I love that game. But, like, yeah, I mean, like, I was, like I said at some point earlier this year, like, every time my nephews come over, they want to play that game. They love it. You know, they love oh. that game. And I'm like, well, this is sometimes I think we forget that there, there are normal people out there who just want to play games like that, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, it's really hard to, to remember that sometimes. And I, I think the general gaming industry forgets that all the time, you know? Um, I mean, how many people, I know Elden Ring sold like 30 million units, but how many stories did you see come out or how many anecdotes did you hear oh man everybody says this game's really good but it's so hard like i know i know at least four people who bought elden ring based off the reviews and they they returned it or traded it in because it was too hard because it wasn't you know i think the people who review those games like the souls games and they're going to give it a good review because they like those games and they're not thinking about the general consumer. Right. Uh, which is, which they is have, fine, but I think, knowledge of it. yeah. And I think that's why, like, I think that's why reviews are so kind of antiquated and like the way, like video game websites are just like, <laughs> good luck starting one now. And yeah. I'm saying that realizing that bossrush.net exists, but like, again, good luck starting one now and monetizing it and getting everything you want to get out of a website. Cause it's a terrible idea. You know, it's just, like people are listening to YouTubers and people on TikTok and Twitter and Instagram and, uh, they're watching their favorite streamers and their favorite influencers play games and talk about them because 
that's the smarter way to do it. A micro, growing a micro community and a community that's going to listen to you is mm-hmm. a way smarter, more interesting way to get reviews out there. And um, you find like-minded people on the internet and uh, find out what they have to say, you know, and, and when's, I mean, no offense, but when's the last time you actually read an IGN review? No, you scroll to the bottom, you see what number they gave it with the little bullet points and you move on, right? That's why they post the reviews on Instagram and Facebook in those little square boxes with an excerpt from the review, right? Because they know nobody reads those reviews. That's why the reviews went from five pages to 500 words, 600 words, unless it's a major game. Like I'm and sure, I'm sure I, God of War's review is pretty long, but like hmm. I saw their little square image on Instagram today, and I was like, "Oh, IGN gave it a ten. Here's the good points, and here's the one bad point they pointed out." Okay, cool. I'm <laughs> cool. God of War's good. I don't need to read a and, three thousand word review, you know. And I tr- and I I try to read a lot of IGN reviews in GameSpot. And like even listen to Digital Foundry, like getting their breakdown. I definitely for a lot of Nintendo stuff, I go to Nintendo Life, you know, yeah. and and get their reviews and um and nothing against content creators or anything like YouTube YouTubers or anything or or anyone on Twitch. Um, uh, I think I just need a little bit more, uh, from when I read the reviews and hear the reviews and or hear about the game, uh, I kind of want some things kind of li- a little bit broken down to me, in a sense. And I, I, you know, I guess that's how I grew up. You know, reading my EGMs, reading my Game Informers and uh, Game Pros magazines and stuff. Like I got accustomed to that when it came to reviews for for a game because I want to go into a game, uh, ready, ready to get this experience or this memorable experience from this game uh but i want to make sure that when i go into it the game is functional for me to go into it and i think sometimes some content creators just do too much you know instead of just focusing on what is important to do. Even when I do reviews, like I want to make sure that I focus on what really matters. The gameplay, um, some of the, like the music, I, I'm going to focus on some of the negatives. I really don't focus on frame rates and stuff a lot, unless it's like really bad, then that's when I have to address it and everything. And stuff, but I yeah. I try to be balanced to tell people this is what you're going to get when you're getting this game. Uh, well, that's I mean, if rank, you want to talk, sorry, if you want to talk about an experience too, though, right? Like, I think these consoles have set our expectations too, right? A lot of mm-hmm. a lot of Nintendo games or a lot of games that are ported to the Switch, I would say, run at like a I would say like roughly thirty frames a second, right? And a lot of them. Uh, a smooth 30 frames a second i think is is adequate but and here's the big but <laughs> you look at like when you get when you have xbox series x out there and a playstation 5 out there that's toting that these games like god of war there's a mode on there where you can run it at 120 frames a second if your tv can handle it and it's like well that's awesome but then you look right next to it, and there's Gotham Knights who's saying that this can only run at 30 frames a second because, you know, we can't make it run any quick faster. And it's like, 
I, I, I think you just have to go in with the diff- these expectations that mm-hmm. I don't know. I, but in terms of, in terms of like what Nintendo does, like a lot of Nintendo games run at 60 frames a second, just fine. Mario Kart, uh, Mario Odyssey, um, Splatoon arms, you know, a lot of these games run it really nicely. And I know they're like, kind of not worried about 4k or whatever. Right. And that's, kind of like the big thing too is like they don't have to have higher resolutions or better textures because they're nintendo games right like they don't need them um not to say that their games are ugly or anything i'm just saying like you know they the they max have, the max they can get to yeah the max i can get to is 1080p anyway uh and then the handheld is 720 so like you're looking at these the texture density in a 1080p block instead of a 4K block, and it's like, well, of course this looks nicer. Uh, but then, like, they can use that extra that power that they don't need for 4K. They can use that to increase frame rates or you know boost certain aspects of the games. And also, Nintendo's mm-hmm. like the master of asset reuse and compression and stuff too, right? So like a game that you would see on Xbox or PlayStation that's like 100 gigs, right? I mean, you look at look at Breath of the Wild, it's what, 13 gigs? And it's mm-hmm. still flawless. So, you know, I mean, there's like there's a frame rate hiccup here or there, right? But like again, that that game is an anomaly because it it split across two consoles. They had that they had what, 7 or 8 months to port it. Uh Yeah. It, and then it was optimized, kind of optimized later and stability patches and stuff. But like, you know, the new one, the new f- one, uh, Digital Foundry says it's running at 60 frames a second. The Tears of the Kingdom is running at 60 frames. It's like, how is a game that large on Switch going to run at 1080p 60 frames a second? You know, that's unbelievable. So... And like I said, you know, I think Monolith Soft, I really, I feel like Monolith Soft really learned the Switch, you know, just seeing Xenoblade Chronicles and stuff and them doing a big world like Breath of the Wild. I think what they learned and what they were able, what they're able to work out and fix, because now they got a better understanding of the system, what they could pull off. That's what's, that's what's going to make Tears of the Kingdom. Maybe another, t- maybe another ten or nine point five. Like you know, we don't know till the game comes out. So yeah, um, and it's. I think it's it's. I think Switch. I think Nintendo themselves. You know, when you was mentioned, Corey, about like the frame rate in the ten eighty p, and and we reason I said their the artistry is because, you know, Nintendo is able to dig into different art styles to bring a game out that people could remember or people because I'm like who's who as a first party is was doing yarn and stuff. Yeah. I know there was Sony doing Little Big Planet, but I'm like, you know, Kirby's epic yarn and then you got Yoshi's Woody World um to the point where you're just like they they did the presentation uh, for I think Yoshi's Craft the World, uh, with like in a yarn shop, and it's just like everybody wanted. Oh. Yep. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, 
So I, I think it's just, I think experiences in games just come from different places. Like you can make it make it personal, but I think with Nintendo, they just they they go beyond experience and they go beyond a game. You know, they just want to make something fun and memorable for it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, I think I think the the term game versus experience is just stupid first of all um i think what you're looking for in a game differs per person right i mean Mm -hmm. i mean just judging by all of us like we all prefer different experiences or all have different experiences with games or prefer different games and our knowledge of games is you know ranges you know across the the spectrum right it's just like just play what you love you know and have the fun that you want to have nobody's ever going to love everything you know that nobody's going to be able to play everything no one's going to love everything no one's gonna how hard you want them to yeah no one's gonna (laughs) it's it's just it's just dumb i i i i don't know man that's that the I think I, this is going to be a controversial statement, but I think the gaming industry is just dumb. I I I don't like the the attitude where everybody has to like this specific thing, and if you don't like it, you're just you're exiled from liking games ever again. You know? Yeah. I mean, I bring it up all the time. There are two games that people lo- absolutely love, and I just I just don't like one of them's Bioshock, and one of them's The Last of Us. I don't like those games. I just don't, you know, and and I understand that somebody else might like them, but that's not you don't get to tell me which games I get to like and don't like, you know, and right. it's not anything personal. It's just, you know, like everybody loved the like uh loved God of War 4 and I was like it's good. I wouldn't I wouldn't put it as like top tier Sony, but it's good, you know. Mhm. Um, but I doesn't mean I'm not gonna, I don't, I, cause like, I, I like, I really love the original God of War games. Like the, that original trilogy is just really special. And the Red, Ready at Dawn games on the PSP were great. Um, I Those even, are the ones I'm really want to play. I even really liked Ascension, to be honest with you. Uh, it was just, it felt like more God of War 3 and I didn't really, like, Okay, everybody was making fun of the multiplayer aspect of it. Okay, well, every game was shoving multiplayer into that, you know, at the yep. time. So, like, <laughs> right. if you don't like the multiplayer, don't play it. Um, I never really understood why that game got a lot of hate, uh, except for like it wasn't as bombastic as the previous games, but it was a prequel while they were, you know, switching projects and training new teams and everything. Like, I... yeah. Now I just feel like I'm rambling because. Yeah. I feel like if you're authentic about it and not trying to like make money behind something that you like, then you'll mm. be okay. You know, like it, it'll actually be genuine. And you're like, oh, okay, like that person likes it. Mm-hmm. They're talking about it like this. They're making gameplays like this. Like they actually enjoy this. But whenever they go off and go, oh, there's a blink. This is an ad. You should check it out like yeah. but do you really like it or are you getting paid to like it yeah it's just it's it's gross and that's why like you know i 
what here like i don't discourage anybody from like reaching out to get a code for like a review or anything but like my stance is like i'm not gonna do that because i i want people to think that my opinion is genuine and yeah you know and i think one game's okay but if it's like the last five games you played oh here's a link here's a link here's a link then okay like something's up you can't you know have all five of these games that you like yeah something's fishy yeah and i i get i get like i get the appeal and i get like okay yeah if you're if you're like a top tier streamer and you're getting these games for free and you and you're getting paid to show them off that's fine but like I don't know. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to do that. And like, I, I, if I was to start all this over again, minus the hundreds of changes I would make in the long run, uh, I would, I would stress like staying away from that stuff because it's gonna. It's there's no way that that isn't influencing your decision on a review, right? Oh, for sure. So, you know, that's. Again, that's I know that's my opinion, and I know that's a that's a pretty uh, wild one, but I think that's why it's important to when a new game comes out that you go supported by buying the game. You know, um, if if you are a content creator who wants to do stuff like that, get free calls and everything. Make sure you're in the position of informing. Because right now that's your job. When once you take their game, sign the NDA and all of that stuff, you are there to inform. Yes, you you are going to promote and stuff, but you have to inform your viewers and everything. Because what's going to happen is is that if they pick up the game because you're their favorite streamer and it's questionable content, they're going to look at you because mm-hmm. you are the person that yeah you didn't say go out and buy and stuff. But they got the information from you. So uh, along with them being mad at the developer and publisher, they're going to be mad at that content creator. And that can affect your viewership and everything if you are not there to inform and stuff. Uh, And then, of course, you can't say bad things and stuff because you're being paid. But... You know, you need if you're gonna get these codes, you need to make sure that you say to the person who's giving to you, "Hey, I want to give my honest opinion mm-hmm. about this." So if your product is not up to snuff, I want to be able to be able to say that because I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not trying to, uh, you know, stop your hustle, stop your business or anything. But I want to make sure that if I'm going to do this, that it comes from honesty and not from a greedy marketing thing. Because right. you're going to, because you're not, you're going to affect my business or my viewership and everything, and that could have a lasting effect in you as a company, just mm-hmm. giving out a code and stuff. Yeah, and then like you know. Y- you have these companies like blackmailing you if you to say that their game is bad like that you know then that that makes you a worse creator you know because yeah. you're blackmailed just, by these companies and it's going to get around or whatever and it's like just just i don't know man i is maybe that's a terrible business decision and i get it but also i know quite a few people on like patreon and these services that like they don't do that and 
guess what? They're the biggest Patreons on. They're the big. They're the biggest gaming Patreons, you know. And I like to think that them kind of taking the high road on that is just, you know. Oh, did you? It's <laughs> what? <laughs> right, you just trailed off. Corey. Sorry, I I got a text message from my cousin. I, oh. Oh. You know. Okay. So. Anyways. Extra rooms. What? Extra rooms. Extra rooms. For your trip. Oh no, she's she's in our room. She's staying with us, but um, oh. we're just kind of talking logistical stuff, you know. <laughs> uh, five people in one room is going to be a lot, but it's fine. Two of them are children, small children. Even worse. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see. Corey, you already know I just need the food pics. And some of the family pics. No, it's mostly so. going to be food. I'm excited for Mickey Waffles and the breakfast and the spicy chicken waffle sandwich I'm eating on the first day. <laughs> Ooh. Did you send me a picture of that one? I haven't. I've never had it yet, so no. Oh. So the first day, we're actually just getting a pizza because that's all that's going to be available. But the the first real day, breakfast, I'm getting the getting the breakfast scramble with the potatoes and the sausage and mm. bacon and scrambled eggs and two Mickey waffles and a banana because you got to be healthy. And then for lunch, I'm having the spicy chicken waffle sandwich, which is literally just a big Belgian waffle with two huge spicy breaded chicken breasts in the middle with some spicy coleslaw. <laughs> oh, man, I'm going to have such bad poops or constipated yes. one way or the other. Yeah. Either way, it's going to be bad. Wonderful. And then for dinner that night, either... Either we have, like, I don't know, man, because Casey's Corner is there, too, and I can get one of them big, huge chili dogs with some tots. Oh, yes. The tachos. The tachos. So, okay. Hold so, on. Wait, 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 wait. What? The what? Tachos. The what, what? Tachos. Oh, please. Go ahead. Explain. I thought it was I a tacho. So, tachos are, they're, they're, they're new this year. And so, it's, imagine, like, loaded nachos but instead of nachos they're tater tots with with like southwestern wontons on top so it's 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 tater tots with nacho cheese chili shredded cheese sour cream bacon bits chives and crispies on top so a side of constipation is what that sounds like yep Corey. you what yeah i need pictures before you dig in that i mean that might be a, a third or fourth day thing because i can't have all that in one day i will die um yeah <laughs> i know but i'm gonna have to throw a salad sure in there at some put... point <laughs> some sort of sort of green <laughs> plant based something, something healthy <laughs> some celery sticks you know just yeah. something on the side or i could just say screw it and get one of the big huge cinnamon rolls from gaston's tavern with extra yeah. icing 
Because... And just get a green smoothie so that you have something green in you. Yeah. Mm. There will be something green in me, but it's not going to be a smoothie. <laughs> uh, I, I know. I'm just, just, just like, oh, what the world? I okay. I know. Get me out of here. Uh, I'm going to cry. But everybody, uh, that's going to be it for the Nintendo Expansion Pass. I, I kind of want to hear from you guys. Do you guys prefer experiences or do you just love just playing games? You know, or do both matter to you? Um. You know, we would love to know all of that. You can hit us up on Twitter at Podblock Podcast. Um, and also hit us up on the Discord. Um, and let us know. We want to chat up with you guys and see what do you prefer about your games. Do you like your Nintendo games or any game being experienced? Or do you prefer just find them as games? You know. Mm-hmm. But, Courtney, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on twitch and tiktok and twitter all the t's it's uh cordy underscore yikes uh cordy where can we find oh uh, yes cordy cordy no where can we find you you can't yeah no uh you can find me at i am cordy hd on twitter and instagram uh you can also find me on the boss rush podcast and various other things here on the boss rush network you guys can find me on Twitter at that retrico and on Instagram at that retrico. You can check more of our content at Nintendo, I mean for Nintendo Power Black on our YouTube page, um, and also check us out on our Discord. Uh, you know Nintendo Power Black and Nintendo Expansion Pass. Um, if you are a Patreon um, supporter, you do get some of these episodes early, like Talk the Walk After Dark and uh nintendo expression pass and more uh and i i don't know where else to go with this <laughs> it, it feels so i don't know today has been it's, a 13 hour work day it's so. also midnight so yes. <laughs> so uh but everybody have a great week have a great weekend and we'll see you next time on nintendo expression pass bye everybody goodbye see ya meow